Just a warning, this episode will contain spoilers. Come back to this episode once you've read The Spanish Love Deception by Elena Armas. Hi, besties. Welcome back to Boozy Book Talk. I'm Andy. I'm Ren. And I'm Jen. Another week, another episode of Boozy Book Talk. Another, another three weeks. I was going <laughs> to say, guess who's back? What is that thing? It's like, guess back, back guess again. Guess who's back. back. Tell a friend. Girl, what is that? Literally, from? what I use. The Real like, Slim Shady by Eminem. Literally. Because like, I feel like, don't ask me why. Back, back again. Oh my God. Oh my God. Shady's back, back, back. Tell us. Didn't like One Direction say that back in the day? And I just like listened to it the way they Hold said Hold up. It. Pause. 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 Not, not as a, as a former directioner and as someone who's just simply cultured, <laughs> I do not, I do not. Literally, I don't like listen to like that. I do not associate that with One Direction. <laughs> no, but like somebody said it the way I said it, like, like not. Yeah, it's just a quote that people. It's have just used a quote people use from yeah. Eminem. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the but the way like somebody said the quote is the way I hear it. Like I don't listen to Eminem like that. You hear like, with often. an accent. Admit it. What you hear? You hear with a British accent. Admit it. <laughs> sure, I guess I don't even know if it's true. Like something in my head just telling me that it's like from like a I don't know. A okay. dumb fucking probably video diary or something. <laughs> I can't. No. <laughs> Let's ignore this. Let's ignore this fucking One Direction talk. I'm cringing. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I'm moving on. Um, yeah, we're happy to be back. It literally, don't, please don't ask me why. Like this, like three weeks feels like one week. Like it's actually. These three weeks insane. did go by really fast, I feel like. Really? For me, it felt opposite. Really? Well, like it was That eternal. makes sense. You had a lot going on. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you said oh <laughs> I mean, i'm shy i'm shy you know i'm shy guys yeah so shy yeah remember those like our like comment on like the one episodes we talked about is like who's shy and who's not shy yeah. Then, like, yeah it was that was so dramatic um but anyway so what's going on guys long time no talk yeah, it's not like we talk. Yeah, we don't talk. We only talk. When this we is record. the first time we've talked in three weeks, and it's not <laughs> like we don't talk for like an hour before we actually start recording. Right. <laughs> Literally. And how's How's everyone doing? Um, I'm good. I mean, I'm on spring break, and I've probably like done nothing. Like I had all these plans. Like, As I'm you long, like all my friends went away. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going away this year. I'm gonna just do tons of work. And I did like some work for my job, but like other than that, it was a lot of just cleaning, hanging out, saying I'm Cute. gonna do work and not doing work. You know how <laughs> it is. <laughs> what about you guys? I'm fine. I'm vibing. Uh I have this weird stomach thing going on, figuring that out, you know um i went to disneyland this week that was fun um that's all my life's a whole lot of wake up go to work come home sit in bed wait how long is how how far is disneyland from you from me probably like 45 minutes um but i went to d's house first um because i went with d shout out to her she's my friend she's definitely not listening so no she's not I think I've mentioned her (laughs) on here before though um but she's like 20 minutes from me so I drove to her house and then um we drove together from there because we didn't want to pay parking twice yeah I don't blame you yeah that's fun yeah it was a lot of fun love that we did the spidey ride in my Avengers campus which is so fun I was literally giggling like a schoolgirl the whole time because I was just like, <laughs> and I was I couldn't oh stop God. giggling because it's just so cute. Anyway, love that for you. When did wait? When did you go? Like this past week? Yeah, Tuesday. Wow. I, so I had my little tum- I had my little tummy troubles, but I had Disneyland to keep me going. <laughs> Next time, you guys can pick me up because I'm like 15 minutes from Disney. 
Really? T. That's so close. Yeah. I really do think we should go. I think I'm getting a pass. So when you can. Yeah. I don't think I can right now, but. No, I don't think. (laughs) roller coasters and various yeah I don't think that's for your, for your neck. <laughs> but um when you can we should go yeah I'm only like 27 hours from Disney so I can like come to <laughs> oh yeah we'll pick you up on the way Disneyland I'm closer to Disney World but <sighs> we'll pick you up on the way don't I'm worry. gonna drive over my Nissan Sentra <laughs> tea <laughs> as you should <laughs> um so talk with you Jen yeah how about well, you I I'd love to say that I was just working and chilling and, you know, having a good time. But I actually, <laughs> I was hospitalized for like almost a whole week um, recently due to like stress and, you know, all that fun stuff. But I'm back home now and <laughs> I'm still like, I still the way you're laughing. Pain, I'm home. <laughs> What'd you say, Ren? So the way you're just like randomly laughing, you're like, oh, I was <laughs> hospitalized. <laughs> Well, I'm not gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, oh my god, I was hospitalized. <laughs> Dramatic pauses. <laughs> no, I mean, it was definitely like, I know I'm like all smiley, but it was definitely not a fun time. Don't recommend. Just kidding. No. I just deal with things through humor, so that's why I'm like, yeah. No, Last but it was actually pain. very Last scary. Like I, like in retrospect, I was. Like, Mm-hmm. I was really scared for you. So I'm really glad that you're yeah. back home. And okay. Yeah. Like in, in retrospect, I literally, it could have been like something very detrimental <laughs> had I yeah. waited any longer. But I'm not going to get into details because this is a fun podcast. Didn't. Yeah. <laughs> we're just happy longer. you're okay and you're back in yeah. Jen. <laughs> yes. Thanks. And hopefully on a steady road to recovery same actually exactly. my job sent me like a box of like like a care package like oh they sent me, yeah. me like cookies soup and like like a ladle oh, and like like dinner really rolls sweet. and stuff like a package of like food like food. From food. and then I have like a card oh that's nice yeah. moving on from our lives well I guess <laughs> this still has to do with our lives fuck it this still has to do with our lives but what are you all currently reading so um natalie's probably gonna kill me when she like sees my goodreads later because i didn't update it because i've been like afraid of her seeing it because every time i read a book that isn't akatar she freaks out like she's so mad at me so i my brother's girlfriend emily gave me this book forever ago and i had like been putting it off and it's short it's a tattooist of auschwitz she like really liked it and um it's like a fiction book but it's based off of like a real story a a historical Um, fiction i'm assuming yeah and um she was like really liked it and it's short so i'm just reading that some like i just needed something before i get into deathly hollows so i'm reading that book i'm only like two chapters in it and it's pretty it's okay so far like the writing's uh but like i think like the historical part of it's always interesting um but yeah that's what i'm reading so far and i'm like putting off my goodreads update because of natalie so anyway what are you guys reading (laughs) fair um i've been struggling with the book slump lately i'm still recovering i read like one book book in february um honestly all that holds my attention are just like short spicy books that i can get through real quick and Pause the way you were like, I'm still recovering. Like, that was dramatic, <laughs> but like, I'm also in a book slump, so I get it. But you were like, I'm still recovering. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought it was funny word choice. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I don't even want to say what I'm reading right now because I know I'm gonna avoid. I can say it. You won't be. Um, say it. You will be. Well, I mean, I will. I was gonna say, I, I very much will be, but um, it's called um. <laughs> it's called daddy's angel <laughs> you know what take back what i said <laughs> yeah you deserve to be bullies yeah i get I it it's a tomorrow love some sahara love these smutty books like it's a it's a dilf um smutty book i'm a sucker for a dilf smutty book so um yeah that's what i'm currently reading um 
Nice. But I'm pushing, I'm using it to, I'm hoping any of these books click enough to where I can read a normal book again. Because I usually, that's how, what my spicy books usually are for me. Like I call them my palate cleansers. Like after I read like a couple like book books, I'll just read one quickly. And then it just like keeps me going. But it's not been doing that lately. It's been all I can read. So I'm hoping any of them get me going. No, no I feel that. I usually yeah. do that with like a rom-com. But like recently I'm just not in the mood for a rom-com. I think it's because I've been reading Harry Potter for too long that I'm like, I'm just not in the mood for a rom-com. Like, Fair. and the romance I read before this was Reminders of Him and I didn't like it. So right. I was like, I need something. Like, there, like this definitely helped me like get like back out of my reading slump and I'm like I think I just need one more before 800 page book but I get that Andy yeah is it good yeah. so far at, at least I mean it's a sh- it's a smutty dilf book what it-, <laughs> it is what it needs to be you know it's giving what it's supposed to give exactly yeah. exactly. exactly no same I'm in a slump too I think the last book I actually read was in February like the beginning of February and that was the love hypothesis um, mm-hmm. You mentioned well, that last. I was gonna say you mentioned episode. that in the last episode as the book you last. Yeah, reading. that's literally that's how long I've read a book. But but everyone was in a big slump this month. Like I, I think all, so ev- all of Everybody. us, everyone. But, but Jen's always in a slump, so that's not, not to call true. you out. Not to not call true. you out. But. Loki, I feel like I kind of am too. But yeah, <laughs> I mean this book. Spanish Love Deception I've been reading it just to like refresh my mind and I think after this like I'm gonna be back on track mm. so I mean, yeah it's like you need your favorite book to get back into it that's yeah. I did mm-hmm. that with November 9th a couple times like I would just like look at it look at it a little bit and I'm like oh, I'm back into it or I just needed a Colleen book but yeah you need your favorite book just to get you back in so exactly what are you gonna read next Jen if, since you're technically not rereading you are but like You've already read yeah. it. So I'm actually thinking of reading Hook, Line, and Sinker, but I think I want to reread um, It Happened it One happened Summer one first summer. before I read the sequel. And I also there. recently got the series. Have you have you have you guys seen that series like going around with like um fine print yes. and terms and conditions? Oh yeah. yes. I recently bought it. So I'm probably gonna read that after that. I have a uh, fine print downloaded. I haven't read it yet, but I'm excited to. Yeah. yeah let me know how it is. Because somebody I saw recently, like everybody's obviously been posting about it because a lot of people love it. Mm-hmm. But then somebody was like, why do you guys, this book just isn't like living up to the hype. So I'm curious what you guys are going to think. So There's you guys really haters. like it. Yeah, exactly. So, but um, like, I am curious what you guys are going to think. Because sometimes, like, if it's, like, a book that everybody is obsessed with, I'm, like, okay. Like, I think we're all going to like it. But And also, I did not know that Hook, Line, and Sinker was a sequel. I just thought it was kind of, like, mm-hmm. one of those books. It's, intricate, it's interconnected. It's a spin-off. It's a spin-off. Yeah. I wouldn't count it as, like. So is it kind of, like, a couple in that introduced and it happened one summer? Or is it, like, yeah. their story? It's like no, it's, it's, it's a different people. Different okay, people. so it's kind of like the Brown Sister series. series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've never read that. Yeah, either, but I know, I know, like I we know of it, but yeah, Inter- yeah. interconnect. Yeah, it. I feel like honestly, so Cute. many. Most of the time, when I hear like sequel now at this point, I assume like that's especially for rom coms. Yeah, yeah, like with romance <laughs> series, like it's very rare now that they're like the same people with the story continued. And honestly, I prefer it that way. I prefer like interconnected. Yeah, yeah and, like stories. back to back to back, like a continuous thing. I agree. Especially if you, like, love the characters in the book. You're like, I want more. Like, we were saying last episode, like, you want more of, like, certain characters. So it's nice. Yeah. Like, the friend group and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, Andy, what are you going to read, like, once this kind of gets you through your slump? Like, what is your next plan to read? Um, Well, It Happened One Summer is my next plan for sure. Um, Hopefully, I've finished Beach Read, too. because I still have yet my to god and forever uh yeah um I honestly gave up trying to read it at a certain point because not that there's anything wrong with it but I knew if I just kept trying to read it and I like wasn't I was gonna just like end up hating it so at a certain point I was like just pause until you're ready to pick it back up because 
stop but I'm not DNFing it because I'm gonna finish it because there's nothing wrong with the book there's something wrong with me yeah I feel that that's how I was with the Raven Hood trilogy and I really think Jen you're one of the top (laughs) you're always in a slump that's not why I said it (laughs) she's just a hater it's fine I am fourth fourth most exactly (laughs) you are a hater um what are you both drinking oh tea um not tea I'm not drinking tea (laughs) <laughs> I have so I wanted to know if I was a wine girly because I've only ever like had sips of people's wine and I never liked it but it was always like red wine or something and I've always heard like red wine is like very bitter so if you don't like that then you're not sweet. they have like sweet red wines but like I think you just need to try a sweet wine yeah I just need to like explore a little bit more so my way of exploring was I got like the little bottles from Target um, so this one is Sutter Home Pink Moscato, super classy, you know, little tiny plastic bottle, Str- drinking from the bottle. I don't even have a glass. So give us a review now on the podcast, oh, like I did I've last already, episode. I've already had a few, like this isn't my first one. <laughs> Why can't you just fake it for a second there? Try it for us, let, wink, wink. Let me twirl it around my nose and get as whiff as they do at fancy restaurants in in a little mm. bottle <laughs> yeah it's it smells like wine <laughs> mm. best so do you first like sip it? i've ever had in my life it's okay hmm. i don't <laughs> I, guess I don't think some recommendations. <laughs> i think i just need to explore a little bit more in the wine realm yeah. I don't like live, laugh, love it, but I don't hate it either. Live, laugh, love it. I'm telling it. you, this like Jersey, right? This, this Jersey wine we have here is so good. I think you would like it because it's pretty sweet. There's like different flavors that are fruity. But um, I'll have to send you some I, recommendations, Andy, because I'm a big wine gal. I don't okay, like go, yes. I don't go fancies. So I'm not in a, I'm oh, not a wine girl in that way, but I love like, I won't, I won't wine. be a bougie. Yeah, okay. That's what, that's literally what I want. Okay. Because I I'm do like some. Rounds. Like there's one from like there are, there's this like brand at Trader Joe's that I like that like they're all different like fruity drinks like there's a beach a peach Pellini one and I don't know they're all good I like those so yeah I just you see this you see the fruity thing or like a sweeter taste. yeah yeah I get yeah, that definitely so true Jen um so Jen what are you drinking I'm drinking um a Paloma from South Norte coming soon in April. So it's tequila, grapefruit, and fresh lime. Yum. Well, I mean, this brand's coming soon. I'm sure you can make a Paloma at home. Cute. What are you drinking, Ren? Um, so, of course, I just take whatever's in my fridge, like every episode. But so when I was going in the fridge, my mom had these like mocktails. It's like a strawberry margarita mocktail. But I was like, hmm. I'm just going to add tequila. So I added tequila and now I have a strawberry margarita and I went all out and I like got, instead of being how I usually am, just put everything in a cup. I got like an actual margarita glass and like added a rim. So yeah, it's pretty good. Ooh, fancy. Again, it's as we speak. How is it? 10 out of 10. Yeah, you got really close to the mic for that. That felt very ASMR, but I liked ASMR. it. <laughs> ten out of ten. Ten. <laughs> so this week we're covering my favorite book of 2021, The Spanish Love Deception by Elena Armas. The one that won quite significantly our Instagram poll. So not only Jen's favorite book, but apparently hopefully a lot of yours as well. So just a quick summary. What would you do if you had only four weeks to find a date to your sister's wedding back home in Spain in which the best man is your ex-boyfriend? Well, when Catalina Martin finds herself in this exact position, she struggles to find many solutions, leaving her with only one option. Strike a deal with her work arch nemesis, Aaron Blackford, in which he'll attend the wedding with her, pretending to be her hot American boyfriend in exchange for one real date with him. What could go wrong? Like Lina's abuela says, que Dios nos pille confesados, which is actually like a direct translation for may God catch us confessed, 
but like I take it as like may God help us all like something along and those lines may God help us all with Aaron Blackford baby yeah Ooh. this book literally for me it's a five out of five I hope that one day I will find my Aaron Blackford who will give me five tacos when he knows me well enough that I he knows that I want five but I'm too shy to ask so I'll I'll like dumb it exactly adopt <laughs> it and like I'll ask for four exactly. I want him I want someone to literally learn Spanish with me and learn my culture within like a whole fucking like plane ride there's literally no one like him like nobody Insane. like him this is literally why I will always be single because I will never find anyone who meets the standards that I have like Aaron Blackbird did. Like he literally met all of my standards. I love him. And I just loved the story. I loved that this story, it literally, it shows culture. I've said this with like other books too, like um, on Honeymooners. Like in on the Honeymooners, second. yeah. Yeah, like it brings culture, but it, it doesn't make it her only personality. Like it's not like stereotypical it's literally L Kennedy. Exactly. Literally. Like it's not done in a way that it's you just see another like hot Cheeto Latina girl, you know? And like, because <laughs> I feel like a lot of the time that's how Hispanics are written. And for me, like Elena Armas, like obviously, like you know, like with her culture and stuff, she you could tell that it was incorporated here, but not in a way that like it was the only thing you know about Lena and I just like and I know that I'm like one to like stand up for main characters (laughs) like I'm literally like a main character warrior but I will die for Lena because I literally see myself in her like she is so stubborn and so am I like I'm literally (laughs) I'm literally so stubborn like in the beginning when she like he would literally like offer to be her date and she'd be like no like no, no I it. like when I think you mentioned that like that somebody I think Natalie was like Jen like you're literally her because you're real stubborn and like I just told up before I read it but like some of the stuff she did it reminded me of you and I'm like and I don't know if it's just because like you said it first and I was like kind of like maybe looking for it but some stuff that she was stubborn about I'm like this is something Jen would do a hundred percent yeah and for <laughs> literally. me literally it's, it's more like I'm such a proud person like I that it's more like a mix of like me being proud and stubborn and I literally see that 100% in Lena I think that's literally her to a T but the way that she literally found someone who knows her so well and literally like he literally doesn't even take it that way because he's stubborn too in his own way like they literally ugh, I just love them so much I hope I find my Aaron Blackford one day, but who knows? You will. <laughs> How did you feel about it, Andy? I couldn't agree more. I also very, very much loved it. I loved how like respectful and I feel like careful she was with the culture and the cultural aspects of the book, um, which makes sense. She wasn't a white woman writing about a person of color you know like these are experiences she can relate to so and it's very clear having read like other authors and stuff where that's not very clear so I really enjoyed reading that um and I I mean Aaron is just chef's kiss I went back to read I I read this book I think like October maybe of last year and so I was you know, I've read a lot of books since I was trying to like refresh my memory. And I was like, you know what, let me check my Goodreads summary, like my Goodreads rating, because I feel like I wrote something maybe a little bit insightful, like that will spark my memory about like the relationship or something. All I wrote, <laughs> I gave it a five out of five, which still rings true today. And I wrote Aaron Blackford is my baby daddy. And you know what? That's, that's facts. You should stand by that. Like literally. <laughs> that's all I need to that's say. Yeah. That's all I need to say because yeah, Aaron Blackford is my baby daddy. I, I mean, the thing he's so precious and I love their banter. There's always good banter in the books we discuss, but like their banter is also just like so good. And he, I, 
love that you touched on how he knows her so well, Jen, because it's like disturbing how much, how well he knows her. Like he can see, like she literally looks at him and he can tell that there's been that difference of like her perspective of him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, it's go time, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Like he's so in sync with her as a person and as a partner. And I really love that. So yeah, 10 out of 10 for me. Um, well, five out of five, but yes, or and now, five out of five. Uh, embarrassing, but yeah, five out of five. <laughs> and now, Miranda, Ren, here you go. Uh, Your turn. So, I really liked it. I so I will say I didn't love it as much as Jen and Andy do, and I know I'm gonna get hate for this, boo, um, but only but only because I was muted, boo. I know, whatever, <laughs> you can boo me. Um, but I did really, really like it. I only because I felt like the first like 150 pages were slow, which is like I know Jen told me from the beginning that like to expect that. Um, that is. And I, that it is also didn't help that true. like I was and like I'm like it's hard for me to read right now. But that and like and Jen also said like you're gonna think it's really corny at parts, which it was. But I did really really like it. Like I like when Jen said like he's perfect. Like some books I read, I'm like oh, the main character can be such a guy in a sense but like he is like the epitome of a man written by a woman like he is, he is everything <laughs> like I don't there's like not one flaw about him besides like Jen said being a little stubborn which also it like makes sense because like she's stubborn he kind of fights her on everything like no like you're not gonna you're not gonna be like this I know we low-key what you really want but also like he's stubborn in a sense that like he like is very adamant about what he wants but it's okay because she's the same way and it bounced each other out and it's not like like when they're fighting they're not really fighting so I don't think really consider that like a big quality about him but yeah he's perfect he's the epitome of man written by woman I loved him um I did at the beginning like I always just I like main characters I always have like a soft spot for them um and like I thought Lena Lena was like annoying and stubborn in the sense that like we're all annoying and stubborn but she wasn't like I really liked her and I think she was like funny and like her banter with her friend was really good and yeah I just loved overall like like I think I like that the trip wasn't fully in Spain I kind of liked how it was broken up and yeah it wasn't what I expected I don't know what I expected but I just kind of thought more of like a honeymooners thing where there would be like in Spain within the next two chapters but yeah, I really did like it. I really like the main characters. Aaron is perfect. And I can see why Jen's so in love with him. What was your rating, Ren? Okay. Don't give me shit, but you will. I already so did. So as I said last episode, I'm more strict with my ratings. Like, to me, anything over a three is good. Jen doesn't think so. I gave this a 3.8. That's not true. That's not what I said. Yeah, you think you, like, you, gave it a, you just gave it a three. I'm like a three, like, I gave it almost a four. But I'm not going to no, give it a four because to me, not a Josh 3.8. Eight. Yeah. Ew. At least you like Oh my God, you guys are so annoying. What? No, I don't care what, I'm, I'm more upset that you did a 3.8. I don't care that that's how low you did it. But like, girl, do like 3.5, 3.75, four. Like, might as well be a four. Like, yeah. No, because it matters. I don't give like <laughs> I give books I love a four point five out of five. Like, I just like it. I just can't, I'm not gonna go over how I rank books again. But like it was, I really liked it. It was good. I just like certain things. Like I was kind of waiting. The one thing I really like love in a book is like a big twist or like a really big like thing happening. I just feel like this really wasn't a lot of conflict, which isn't a bad thing. I just personally like that. And I feel like there was like very minimal conflict. Like. I think I was waiting for that and it just never came. And like that like angst made, made it a four for me. But I really did like it. 3.8 is a good score for me. Like you I'm picking with, and I'm like very typical, like particular with how I rank things. But yeah, I really liked it. It was 3.8. My one friend's reading it right now and loves it. And I just feel like good. it's a really good Taste summer it. like rom-com. Like if you want a true rom-com, you don't want to like stress too much while reading, read that. I really liked it. Well, to me, to me, I feel like it was more of an internal conflict because she needed to realize within herself that like she was worthy of this type of love and he really loved her. You know, I think it was more like that. Spilled. And like Spilled. for me, the buildup and the tension like up to that p- 
point, like with her getting there, to me, that was like the angst, like that I felt like, obviously it wasn't like a, like a big plot twist. Like you didn't feel it in that way. But to me, I felt it like throughout the story, you know? And also like, I was the whole time I was waiting for like her family to find out it was fake and they never did. Thank God. Like- I'm so happy. Cause that gave me such secondhand embarrassment. I was telling Jen, like, I can't handle it. Like when I read a book, I'm like putting it down. Like I can't, I'm like, yeah. no. And I'm so happy they didn't find out. I'm happy. It was just like seamlessly happened because <laughs> I couldn't handle the embarrassment for her. I just couldn't, especially knowing like what happened with her ex and like fuck her ex he's disgusting yeah, like why are you professor dating yeah. a student like you fucking scumbag it made me so mad and i like i would say i liked a little like part i guess it's a kind of conflict when um it's like later on so i hate to jump ahead but where they're at the dinner in spain and he like kind of with daniel's like i don't know you don't really seem that happy with aaron and like she gets all defensive even though they're not even like together yet and like, meanwhile, her abuela comes over and it's like, he's like a lost puppy dog without you. And it's really? just so cute. <laughs> like, so I just love that she like freaked out. I was like, no, like, I am happy. And they weren't even together. So I love like that tension with between like Daniel and Aaron and her. Um, so like, I do like that kind of stuff. I know what you mean. It was more of an internal thing. And I liked saying that, but I just love the little fight. Like, yeah. And Loki loved the Unhoneymooners fight. I know Sahara didn't, but like I love that shit. So maybe I'm a little <laughs> toxic for saying that, but I did, I know what you mean. There was more like an internal thing. And you I know, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And and I, I do get what you mean because I live for that drama too. Like I think this drama, it was literally when um it was when Gerald he he literally kind of threw it in her face that she was with him. And and then he Aaron protected oh, her oh, and she kind of like she's like no this is what I wanted you to do I think that was like their only conflict conflict but even then like Mm -hmm. it wasn't like a like a big like little little shattering yeah like it wasn't like that and like she went back and then he was like oh I was gonna come back I was just like I need to take care of this (laughs) and it was like his dad in the hospital like and he the way he went to Spain despite that like I know this goes back to like Aaron just being perfect like he is not toxic. He'll tell you what he's feeling, which is like very like a good quality he's to look for. Very look for. He's very perfect. Mature. So it really wasn't in character for them to have some like toxic plot twists, you know? Yeah. And like she's not toxic. The only thing with her is she gets in her head and like overthinks things, but they're both not toxic people. So like I, it makes sense for their story not to have a big plot twist. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, the part where he, his dad dies cancer, which is like so sad. But, um, and he, she like finds out and she like goes to him. I love that she went. It reminded me of November 9th. And I was like, oh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To your point, Ren, I do, I didn't realize how slow it was until like I reread it. And it, it just made me realize again that like I because I used to think I didn't like slow burns, but I realized I I do like them depending on like how they're written. You know, like if I'm going to want more, I'm going to keep reading, even if it's slow. Like I'll be impatient, but like, I'll be like, oh my God, when is it happening? When is it happening? And that's what happened to me in this book because they, they gave you like little, little moments, but like never like, like a big thing where like they confirmed like, oh my God, I love you or blah, blah, blah. It wasn't cheesy like that. Like it was like the little moments and the little things that he did for her that I loved. And I also loved that like for him, I feel like he was always trying to get her attention and she didn't even realize it. Like he literally, like she questioned it before, like, why don't you have a girlfriend? (laughs) And then he was like, this was like at the auction, literally one of my favorite moments where he took her like on a date to an auction and the auction was literally for men. Like she auctioned him or bid on him, whatever. But literally she asked him like, why doesn't he have a girlfriend? And then he was like, he was basically like telling her that he he can always make time, but he's just waiting for like the right person, something along those lines. And I was just like, oh my and he god. He was like, I don't play games. Like if I'll if I want you, I'll let you know. That kind of like thing. Yeah. Not exactly that, but I love that. I'm like, exactly, Aaron. You don't play fucking games. You're not immature. Yeah, I, love, I love the confidence he has, like in himself, and like he has a lot of confidence in her too, because he's like, you'll get there literally he he had faith in them the whole time like literally at the end he confessed that like 
he was trying to get her attention the whole time and even if it meant hating like her hating him he just wanted that little attention that she could give him and I love that yeah when he was like I I was gonna take whatever you would give me like that I love that part but like I think I don't know who just said it but you were saying like little moments even though it was slow I think yeah it was you Jen like in the beginning it was slow there was like moments I did I was starting to tab the book then I got too lazy but I did tab one part and it had to do with that and it was like um this is when they were like beginning when they were not even romantically any involved at all like she still hated him um he said something like I think he she printed he's printed something out for her she's like you could have sent it by email and he was like but you highlight everything by hand like, yeah do everything about her like he knew and she was like always taken back by it but I'm like he just like studied you not in a creepy way he just like was like, kind of infatuated by you and like he confirms at the end like you know he felt like a shit he like he didn't really like her at first so he felt like shitty for how he treated her and after then he just wanted like anything w- was with her so he kind of like watched from the sidelines I thought that was like very sweet that he just like knows her like that like the littlest ways yeah what I liked about this book was that in a lot of enemies to lovers books it's always a misunderstanding like they didn't actually hate each other it was just a misunderstanding on like both sides and in this book like he actually didn't like her at first like (laughs) and then but once he realized that she was like really nice and like he got to know who she really was like she wanted he wanted to like win her over and I that's what Mm -hmm. I love about it like it was actually enemies to lovers you know like it was there wasn't secret pining on one person's part exactly but I might have missed it like I know like he was annoyed because she was late and like we thought that was unprofessional but like, why didn't he like her? I might have missed this. Like, I know, like, he said that. But, like, did he say, like, the reason why? Just Or just because, like, she was late or whatever? I think that. And he's, like, just kind of cynical and, like, was, like, oh, this girl. Annoying. Yeah. And then he's, like, oh, she's not just annoying. Like, she's actually, like, well-intentioned and nice. What Andy said. <laughs> Cute. Um, I liked where that like obviously Daniel was a part of it and like it did cause like a little bit of you know like more internal like issues with um Lena but like it wasn't like overall like her whole like plot but I liked that he wasn't like a main point of the story I feel like a lot of times when there's like an ex in the picture like that can be like a center sort of focus on like their dynamic especially like with fake dating it's always like trying to like prove to the ex that like oh like blah 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 but like Daniel was like honestly not even very present because like yeah part of his like whole character I feel like is he's just kind of like absent a lot (laughs) and so like he like physically wasn't present so like it wasn't a lot of showing like proving to him or anything like he was there and they did have to you know do some stuff but like overall it wasn't a main part of the book and I really liked that yeah, and I really liked the fact that, like, she was, she didn't bring Aaron or, like, a date because she still had feelings for Daniel. It had nothing to do with that, which I like because I hate when, like, and that's a whole other thing. It was just, like, he didn't want, she did, she was more concerned about, like, how the aftermath of, like, Daniel and her relationship. Now she was, like, put to be this bad person, like, just, like, the, like, the embarrassment of coming alone while he's, like, supposedly thriving. And she, like, was the one, actually the one who's burned. I like that, like, she didn't have feelings for him and, like, that wasn't a thing. So I feel like that makes it better. But I also like that, like, when I noticed this at the dinner scene I was talking about earlier, that he went to, like, everything because it was, like, obviously he was the best man. But his her family did not really care for him. Like, her family was, like, fuck this guy. Nobody really spoke to him at dinner. And, like, that just goes to, like, how amazing her family is. Like, I loved her sister. I loved her whole family. They were so cute. Wait, when her mom would, like, like say like the netflix that reminded me of my mom just because my mom like Same. she'll like <laughs> pronounce things wrong she'll add words to things or like change the last letter yeah. or something mm-hmm. i'm like it's just so cute <laughs> the way her mom is and like it's just i love her parents her grandparents everything like her, her cousin dynamic like everything was just so cute family wise and i loved saying that yeah, but i love yeah. that they were like always on her side like it what didn't feel like it wasn't toxic in any way with her family which like also gives her more support yeah, mm-hmm. I loved the family the family dynamics that were literally portrayed in it. I feel like 
you like everyone like for example like in my family I have like I literally am able to like pinpoint characters in the book that are people like in my family like for example we all have that like leading up to you Andy like we all have that one family member who's like a gossip and very mischievous and I think that was the literally that was literally Chato like who tried to like I thought she was going to cause conflict but it wasn't it wasn't like bad intentioned you know like yeah she's good intention she's gossip queen that's it yeah 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 Yeah. and like just literally like her dynamics overall like with a family I I love it and I love that she's so close to her family but but also she she doesn't want to disappoint them she doesn't want them to feel that like she's she's just alone and she's like heartbroken she wants to show them that like that she's doing well and she's happy which is Mm -hmm. why she wants to bring someone um and like you said Ren like it's not because she wanted to show Daniel that she was happy it was literally for her family I feel Mm -hmm. especially because like because she moved to America and like all that stuff she didn't want to like make it seem like she made the move and was unsuccessful in it I need to like mention a point like I just felt so bad for Lena and this one part like I know her family did like her family really thought she was with Aaron at the time which she wasn't and like I know they were coming from really good intentions and I like once again like when you're so close to your family I feel like they just like ramble and say things and like you're like you're kind of saying too much like I don't need to know I don't need to hear all your opinions but they were like yeah, we're starting to worry about you. They end up alone with all your cats and going on and on. And they were all just going on and on and on. And I'm like, this reminds me of my family. Like, I just felt so bad for her because, like, she wasn't with him at the time. She really was alone. So, like, I was just thinking, like, oh, my God, I feel bad for her. Like, if it was me and I was in the situation, I'd be, like, so sad. I'd be like, damn, I am hey, a loner. But they're, like, so scared I was going to be. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, I felt so bad for her. But, like, it just goes with like their fat, like a big, large, close family, like always like says too much and gives their opinions too much. But like it was very well intentioned, but I just felt bad for her in that moment. I feel like it's hard to read these books, especially when like there's such identifiable tropes and stuff and not compare it to other books with similar tropes. So like while I was reading this, I was not heavily comparing it to, but like I definitely was finding myself comparing to like Unhoneymooners or Hating Game because like it has the enemies to lovers that both of those have. It has the workplace aspect that Hating Game has. It has the vacation, the dating aspect that Unhoneymooners has. So I was like comparing it to a lot. And especially because I had had other people that I knew that hadn't read any of those books. And so like, but they were interested in reading them. So I was like wanting to tell them like recommendation order based on my my personal feelings of all of those and like I feel like this is a top tier of those like I right. do think I like on honeymooners more I can't lie this is a close second and then hating game is like pretty far down there not gonna lie yeah um <laughs> and so like I just liked though that I wasn't let down by those comparisons like in any sort of similarity that it had to like hating game with the workplace situation or to unhoneymooners with the vacation situation it still stood its own like stood on its own and it held its ground which I really liked because I did fear not liking it one because Jen loved it and I didn't want to let her down and two because like like right just yeah well okay just because it's also like so hyped up overall like I didn't want to like not like it and so I loved that I did and that it did stand its ground um and then something else I was gonna say I don't know if this is like a trope sort of thing but I'm a sucker for like names in books and I love that he would call her Catalina and like just to get under her skin like and then finally when like the switch was made he started calling her Lena like here and there and like oh I was eating that shit up like Gobble gobble, bitch! I was <laughs> living. <laughs> gobble gobble. <laughs> well, I I did. I ate it up. I I love like nicknames or lack thereof, almost. But what's funny is like I feel like if a guy called me my full name, I would be so pissed. I'd be like, how dare you? If I told you to call me Andy and you're calling me Andrea, no. 
you're never getting in his pants but Aaron Blackford you can call me anything you want literally (laughs) I also realized that I really I love office romances like something about office romances like it gets me like the hating game you mentioned it before that was actually before Spanish Love Deception that was my favorite book like in general like and I always love enemies to lovers like on Honeymooners is definitely top tier to me too but Spanish Love Deception just it's number one I just I don't know I really I realized like literally rereading this that I love office romances yeah I love that we all compared it to the same books and like okay so we always say this, that like we, we fear rereading hating games. We're like, what if we don't like it as much as we did before? And let me just say, I feel like if I read this, like right when I read the hating game, I think this would have been higher. I would have ranked it higher. I think this just solidified my like thought that I might not like the hating game as much as I, I did. Just because I was telling my friend the other day, like I feel like I like... Sometimes I just find like these like workplace, like, contemporary romance enemies to lovers to be very corny at first. And I hated that. Like even with the hating game, I was texting Jen, like, I don't know if I'm liking this. Like it just feels very like immature. Like I hate the banter at first when they're like enemies when in, when in this kind of romance, like rom-com-ish. Um, and I feel like this solidified the fact that I might not like hating game as much as I did. Just because I just feel like I kind of not feel that type anymore. But Comparing it to the hating game, I feel like they kind of, as of now, how I feel, like I definitely like see the comparison. And I did think about On Honeymooners too, but I do like the On Honeymooners more because, like, that's something about that book just hit me. And that was also one of Jen's other favorites. But I love that we all like compared it to the same two books. I think that's funny. I think it's also because of both. Yeah, they're they're all enemies to lovers to an extent. They're all enemies lovers, and like Spanish love deception has aspects of both, like plot, yeah, like the workplace, and then the vacation fake dating. And is it? it I think it's also interesting that a lot of enemies to lovers somehow always end up with a fake dating trope. Like, because yes. I also I'm a sucker for fake dating. Like, I love that. I eat that. Chef. That's my favorite trope. Yeah, I think. same. That with enemies to lovers, like chef's kiss to me. But like, it's just like it's interesting to me that like like literally and on honeymooners they have to pretend to be a married couple you know and then in this mm-hmm. one like they have to pretend to be boyfriend and girlfriend like you're just like forced they're forced to literally be with each other and like realize their feelings and then blah 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 but <laughs> I just love that I love the fake dating trope and I think that's also why I hold on to these types of books because I just I love the tension that it comes with yeah like mm-hmm. the, the like best part about fake dating is like when they're like like, like in this book, it was, like, very prevalent because Lena would actually voice it out loud instead of, like, normally it's, like, in the head where it's, like, is this real if it's not real? And Aaron would be, like, if it was, it's when it's real, you'll know. Because to him, he always, like, you can always tell, like, I know really likes her at a crush on her. Um, he, he's down bad. That line, like, the like the line that you cross where it's, like, are we, when are we faking it? And I loved seeing that in this book. Um, but I lo- And I also love that she, like, voiced it. And it was, like, they were very, like, I feel like they were really good at communicating, you know, mm. what they were feeling when, like, you, like Lena not he, so him much. more than her. Yeah, yeah, I think he was but, ahead of her in that sense. Yeah, but like, I feel mm. like they were overall really good with like, it, it, it didn't feel like, like I hate to compare it to other books, but we're like, you're like, okay, like just say, you say your what you're feeling. It's you're not just being annoying. Like when I Lena knew, I, she knew, and she was just afraid yeah. of like fully going in, but she knew and she let him know. He wasn't, and it wasn't awkward. Was, yeah, she wasn't as good as communicating to him, but he was able to read her still. So, like, she wasn't verbally communicating it to him, but, like, he read her well enough to, like, kind of knew where she stood for the most part, like, along the way. Um, I think at the end, like, obviously not so much, like, when he did defend her and then she got upset, but um, I think for the most part, she yeah, he was just able to, like, non-verbally understand her communication um I loved the soccer match same same I'm a sucker for like those moments in books where like they have a a game or some sort of like competition or something where like they have to like 
play like the game but then also play the game of like their fake dating and then also like he's kind of like protective of her and all this stuff like and I, that with like her sister and like just like everything about that scene was just so fun to me um so I gobbled that shit up too her sister was so funny <laughs> when she was like somebody take some of stick pics <laughs> yeah so funny I loved her but to also like you guys mentioned earlier that you were afraid of the cousin finding out I was more afraid about the sister because like even like Lena said like she knows her more than anybody so like she was more concerned about her like catching in and like seeing the facade but um I, yeah I think her sister was so funny especially in the in the soccer like or yeah the soccer scene when they were like he was taking his shirt off and everybody was like gawking at him like even the guys <laughs> I loved that and he um, just knows he's hot like like yeah. Andy was saying there's that confidence in him but see for me there's a line between confidence and cocky he's not cocky he's confident no i love that and he's not like attractive he literally smirked at her after he took off his shirt like yeah he knew what he was doing to her (laughs) i told jen i was like i know his fictional dick's big (laughs) exactly it is it is 100 and i think that's like confirmed in the book pretty sure yeah it's always big in the book so not gonna be like oh well let's and it's a chewed like <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, <laughs> let me just. Now we're talking about sexual fans. I guys, I couldn't with some of these sex scenes. Like I was saying, like I was not a fan of the sex scenes in the book, just because his like talk with her, I was not feeling. And this one line, I saw it in a review, and I forgot about it until I saw it, and I like had to text Jen right away. You know, what but <laughs> he said. I want to feel you milking me, baby. I just can't. I can't. The, like the sex scenes were not it for me. Like his like talk. Don't that's read for me because the amount of times I have read something. Yeah, that's mil- for me. Milking it. Oh lord. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, not for me. It is. A, it is a weird line. I can't lie. I'm more. It, it, it. If a guy said that to me in real life, I'd literally be like, "I'm sorry. What? You want me to what you?" <laughs> um, but. In a book, I, I'm able to disassociate a little bit. But what I was going to say is I feel like I don't remember completely. So maybe the amount of smutty books I've read since this are clouding my brain. But I feel like this is heavily categorized as like smut, like smut, 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 like on TikTok. I don't think it is. It's not. For the like 500. Why do they do that? Has, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not as spicy as like, like, yeah, they have tension, but I don't think it's a, as like spicy or smutty as like there's like we'll make two it out sex scenes. it's like yeah it's like it has a good amount but it's not like yeah filled with smut you know what i mean yeah it, it's, it, it's, fucking, it's a new adult book too i can't yeah it's like, like tiktok it's new, i don't know it's a new adult book so like it has you know mature scenes like it has sex scenes and stuff like that but like i was expecting like the way they're advertising it on tiktok like 300 of the 500 pages or whatever to be like pretty like you know have some spice to it but like there were yeah like Bren said I think there's like two sex scenes and like they were good sex scenes they were good but it's not the spicy level that like no they say it is it's not but like Penelope Douglas spicy yes not <laughs> at all yeah not that I, I've actually never read any for books but I've seen the TikToks and I'm like oh, Queen, I fear so bad to. sorry to people who listen who might love her books it's just I read Punk 50s Punk 57? No, Punk 57, yes. Uh, 57. That's like the tamest one, probably. And it was not mm, horrible. Birth, but it was birthday not. Girl is ta- Birthday Girl's tamer. Really? Um, I, I carry Birthday yeah. Girl. Isn't that like an... What is that? It's a. Tr- it's like... What is a, that? <laughs> it's a weird... It's her ex-boyfriend's dad. Yeah, see... Not for me. Anyway, Jen, you should try hmm. Now I don't know. I don't know that taboo or forbidden loves for me. Like there's books yeah. about like priests and people, and I'm like, as well, a Catholic, that scares me because <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> priests going to hell. Yeah. Like, wow, no thanks. Yeah, and I appreciate people liking it. I just, I just one of those things. Like I'm never gonna try it because I know I'm not gonna like it. It'll like just like not be for me. Yeah, it'll end Fair. up being for me. Like I'll end up skimming it to see. Like it's so bad that I want to see what happens. That's <laughs> that's what I do with taboo. I I like gets so curious because I see enough of it on TikTok or you know wherever and I'm like it like there's like a little bug in my brain that like keeps being like 
girl, this book, this book, this book, until I finally skim it. And I don't even skim like in the sense of like every page I skim, like I'll jump chapters just like get enough of the plot. And then I'm like, wow, that was, that was something. Yeah. Like, I mean, if, if anyone out there loves those types of books, good for you. I just personally don't resonate with any of those. Yeah. I don't hate it, but I don't live for all Mm -hmm. of them. There's a lot that are too much for me, but like birthday girl, I was a fan of, I cannot lie. I, Jen, you said you wanted to mention something about the Spanish in the book. Oh yeah. I'm actually curious because a lot of, a lot of the jargon I feel that was used in the book was in Spanish, like some of the phrases. And I just, I'm curious to see, like, for me, it was like natural to just like keep reading. Do you guys, like when you don't, when you guys like read like stuff like that and like it's in another language, do you just like go along with it and keep reading or do you like look things up if you don't know what they mean um if I don't know what I what it means but it seems like important in the sense I should know what it means I'll look it up but I think for this book for the most part I don't remember being tripped up too too much my high school Spanish carried <laughs> um, yeah and I mean a lot of it was like nicknames like he called her bollito and which they even yeah, said like what that meant like <laughs> yeah like those things I think I, I mean yeah they said that what that meant but I think like things like that I did know enough to know because luckily like anything that might have been like a little bit colloquially different between between like what I kind of grew up hearing like growing up in California versus like being like Spain Spanish is what I learned in high school anyway because like they teach oh right yeah Castellano Spanish in in high school and also my teachers did do a good job about like teaching kind of like more like colloquial phrases and stuff like that like it wasn't just like full academic Spanish like my teacher for two years taught like she lived in Spain for a lot of her life so she like gave us a lot of like kind of like Spanish phrases like that so I think I think for the most part I did know this book I was able to follow enough honestly didn't like pick up on things I think for the most part like when she was talking to herself you can kind of pick two and two together like put two and two together what she was saying like she was saying like oh my god or like stuff like that so you can kind of like stuff like you can pick up what she was saying yeah I feel like she gave she gave enough context for the most part usually to follow even if you didn't fully understand but I did like that she like that like you as a reader like some parts like she like ex- like translate it if it made sense but I like that like you kind of just have to pick it up and like some parts I did look up but like some parts I just kind of like put two and two together what it was by the context clues and just like carried on but like no I didn't like stop me or I wasn't like you know kind of just kind of flowed yeah mm-hmm. yeah no. I was just curious about that because like like I said like for me it's like I don't give it a second thought. You don't even think about it, yeah. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. like, reading, you know? So I'm just, like, Wait, I'm uh, just curious. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, but I was actually thinking about that for you, Jen, because I was thinking, like, was it really different? Is it, like, I know, like, obviously there's differences, but, like, were there parts that you were, like, I don't even know what that means? Or is it, like, close enough where you never um, have to, like, second guess? Well, no, I, I feel like even though we say things differently, I'm I'm able to pick like for example bollito like little bun (laughs) um (laughs) we actually call our breads bolillo like Mm. in mexico so it's not bollito it's bolillo but like i obviously am able to pick it up because it's like very similar similar enough yeah Yeah. and and also it's like it just comes naturally to me like i didn't really Mm -hmm. like oh it's like this is how you say things but you're still able to like understand what it means like that one phrase at the end of the day they're still the same language exactly so like even though it's like a different way to say things like I'm able to be like oh okay like this is what that is like this is how a Spanish person would say it yeah I don't know if this is a dumb question but so is it kind of like obviously in America like most people speak English but but like different parts of the country you say different words for different things is it kind of like that it's exactly like that actually I know like like, accents are different but yeah yeah apart from real differences yeah it's like you guys Mm. calling sprinkles jimmies yeah okay i was just curious like for you in your aspect like obviously you were curious about us but i was curious if like you can understand too like how different it was but yeah i I liked that like and i i I don't remember on honeymooners on honeymooners like there wasn't any spanish really 
No. Oh, I thought I it was think, very like immersive. Yeah. I think it was like Miha or something. Yeah, yeah, like here and there. But I feel like this book, like, like I think it's it's one of those books where like sometimes you just assume that they're speaking Spanish to each other, but we're reading it as English. Yeah, I one point she was like was very much so. It was like uh, like my mom said this in Spanish. Like she's it said yeah. it in English, but it was like she said it in Spanish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. No, I do like it because I really felt like you were in the environment, especially when they went to Spain. Like I loved. Like, I really felt like I was, like, picturing it like they were actually in Spain. And I felt, like, very immersive. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Now I want to go to Spain. With my <laughs> fake boyfriend. Yeah, me too. See, with Aaron Blackford. Exactly. Him real specific. Yeah. Um, and there's a sequel that's going to be coming out, too. Uh, we know from personal experience that uh, Miss Elena is very sweet. Um and that there will be more of um Aaron and Lena in the sequel we have insider scoop. we have insider scoop directly from Elena when she replied to our dms Ooh. She, she's so cute we should like talk I love her pipes like she's like she was a friend. so sweet I was literally fangirling like as I was like replying to her replying I, I felt so cool like oh my god I'm really speaking to Elena Admas right now Mm-hmm. I was just reading too. I was just reading your conversation with her and I was like yeah. wow I feel cool like I really feel right like, like- <laughs> so we put on the story like we're doing Spanish all deception and, and she replied her. yeah and she replied I was like oh my god should I be nervous like she was just so cute and like Jen was, was reading out like talking with her but and like saying how much she loved the book yeah that's what Jen with the comp that's like the context of the conversation but it was just so sweet because like we love Christina Lauren and they always like like her stuff and they replied one time and I replied back but like the fact that like she had a whole conversation with you was just like so she really had a whole conversation so and it that. wasn't like it wasn't like it only lasted like five minutes and then it was over like the replies were like somewhat spacious i was talking yeah. here like for two days <laughs> like yeah <laughs> like it literally was, my would... author the author of my favorite book literally i had a conversation with her for two days i'm literally gonna mm-hmm. flex that i don't care i hope she as you should again if she's listening hey what if she listen? Yeah, love if you she listen? hey can't wait for the american roommate experiment on september 6th 2022 yeah, exactly it's this year come um, this year Ooh. our business email can be found in our bio if like if you want to send us an arc if you want to send us an arc literally and our personal our individual bookstagrams if you want to send us each an arc Stop. they're <laughs> in our bio too i have 50 followers so i have a big <laughs> influence exactly. in the book community <laughs> I you have, have much of a following, but I have over five. I have over five hundred followers on TikTok. Exactly. Oh, T, so true. Look at you, so, micro influencer. We're we're, we're nano influencers. I'm <laughs> I'm a I'm a micro. I'm a micro on TikTok. But please send us the arc if you want. You know, we're very excited. Yeah. We love your writing. Please, yes. big fans, big fans. Exactly. So anyway, we can't wait for American Roommate Experiment. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Would you guys recommend this book? Yes, I would definitely recommend it. I did recommend it. Um, I As I was reading it, I remember telling my roommate, D, as already mentioned in this episode, like, girl, you should read this book. It's really good. She did several months later, but she read it. And she loved it. So... Yeah, and I would recommend I, it again. Exactly, as you should. I will recommend it. I have recommended it. People have loved it. Everyone I've literally recommended it to have loved it, <laughs> except for Ren over here. But Ren, she betrayed Ren me. You know what it feels like? It feels like <laughs> when like that TikTok audio, I don't know if we have any Euphoria watchers or viewers, whatever. <laughs> right hand. <laughs> and but it's like it's like when maddie to cassie she was like i would have never done this to you that's how i feel with ren and this book you're so annoying because i I really 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 liked it i wasn't obsessed with it i love the characters i wasn't obsessed with it but let me just say jen does does do this to me so she's not fucking (laughs) 
he talks shit and people would meet on vacation all the time knowing that I love it so much and I would never done that to her so whatever <laughs> but even though I'm not obsessed with it I did really really like it and I'm happy I bought it to have a physical copy and I would definitely recommend to my friends especially like my ones who love like a good enemies lovers or a good rom-com like this is perfect and he like I said before a million times the perfect boyfriend and I would definitely recommend it to everybody who loves a good romance as you should because it's a very good book catch the next episode on Monday March 28th at 8 a.m eastern standard time we will be discussing it happened one summer by my queen Tessa Bailey love her because a hook, line, and sinker just came out. So, you know, we got to cover It Happened One Summer. You can follow us on our socials at Boozy Book Talk Pod on Instagram and TikTok. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or pretty much anywhere podcasts are available. Also, make sure to subscribe and give us a review. And be sure to follow us on our individual Goodreads and Bookstagram accounts. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers. Yay.